talking, dating, and love. Seek treatment. If you're boring as fuck, seek treatment. If you're unlucky in love, seek treatment. If you just can't take a hit, we'll seek treatment. With Kat and Pat. Hey. Hey is for uh, actually uh, <laughs> an exciting new species called horses. And I, if you haven't heard about these things, check them out. They're really exciting. They're taking the world by storm, and and they let just, you they let you bounce up and down on them. And they're, just, and they're just a really talented young species known for running, but also of course eating hay, which might not occur to you as a food, but <laughs> this exciting new species actually enjoys eating it. And so it has totally reinvented hay and said, hey, guys, this is food that can be eaten. Hay is the new food. Hay is the new food. And it is, of course, for horses. And my name is, of course, Cynthia Chelsea. And my name is, of course, of course, of course, (laughs) Kristen Davidson. Totally. Kristen Davidson. And Um, this is Seek Treatment. This is a podcast. Y'all, this is a podcast about boys, boys, sex, sex, fucking, fucking, dating, dating and love, and nothing else. And nothing else. And if you're going to come on, if you're going to come on, you better know that. <laughs> and your team better know that. Yikes. Um, um, I went actually to strike today to pick it. I know. I saw. I wish I came with you. Um, I wish I, I wish came with you. Would. I wish you would go back. I have to say something. Like, people are going to get mad at me, but whatever. I'm Ever since seeing the Eras tour, I'm like, I'm good. I haven't been listening to Taylor at all. Is that weird? Oh, no. Interesting. I've been leaning on certain tracks for sure. I laughed at your um. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this sentence. Your thread. Yeah, I laughed well, at the thread. That was actually a um. I actually look kind of cute right now. Totally, you always do. That's sweet. I've been feeling kind of agalinta. Wait, it's so funny. The song I was talking about my thread that I'm which going one? To, it's not Taylor. It's you're gonna laugh. <laughs> but it, actually, I wanted to be edited out, but like put this in. So, if I want to learn about your gym, can I watch a YouTube video? Or do I have to buy an app? uh i do an app for sure it's like oh my god our guest is in the space our guest is in the space we can let her we can let her in let them in this is the part where i say i don't know yeah this is the part where hello hi guys you guys welcome to the chat uh Welcome to the chat, someone who just entered the chat. His name is The chat is being entered by an amazing (laughs) The chat is being penetrated by an amazing, amazing new young comedic voice by the name of Guy Branham. Open your ears. Fresh on the scene. Yes. Fresh on the scene, exploding onto the scene. Welcome. Now, not to be a little not to be admin alley, but do you mind just recording on your phone just in case? We are recording the Zoom, but like a little backup. Um, I have uh, a decent microphone. Would it be better if I did a quick time or would you prefer my phone? Oh, no, of course. Whatever is easy for you. Uh-huh. I'm just I mean, keeping it cash. Not, ev- not everyone has the setup you have. Well, I am professional, Catherine. However much we want to make these little jokes about me being new, <laughs> I'm not. Totally. Totally. Us neither. Have to us hold, neither. Us neither. Us neither. Even though I was a new face as recently as exactly one year ago. You were new faces what? last were year. You? That's insane. I would say new face last year. Remember, I hurried off my ass from um, Dublin to new faces. Like, wow, I blocked that out. I, I blocked hurried that off out. my ass. That was a moment in time. Like one year ago, Catherine, we were that in was London, one. I think. That feels like seventeen years. That was ago. not only was that one year ago, but it was like exactly one year ago. One Very. might say, one might say, you guys conquered London. 
That's nice. We did conquer London. We did. We did we conquer did. London. We did. And one year ago, I began, and literally, then I went to Montreal, and then I hurried my ass back to the states to to hop on Zoom for Hack Season Three, and to finally, after a, a years of will they, won't they work together, totally. become colleagues and coworkers with Guy Branham. Yep. Exactly. We are so happy to have your colleague on the pod, Guy. How are you today? I'm doing beautifully. I'm doing beautifully. I was in Sunnyvale for a weekend of stand-up over the weekend, but it's back to Gorgeous. wellness, back to Los Angeles. You know, it was uh, morning with the trainer and then wow. just getting in those collagen peptides, you know? Don't yeah. really know it. Don't guys, really know it. Guy is always traveling for, like, gigs to the point where it's like, I would say, like, at least three days a week, he would log on and be like, I'm in the green room of Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> what are your tra- um, what are your travel tips as someone who travels all the time what do you what do you have to have with you and what do you are you like a light packer what's your vibe oh i believe very firmly in checking one's baggage i Everyone love that 1000 i used to be i used to not believe in it yeah people think they're playing some sort of game but look i'm flying out of lax i ain't connecting mm-hmm. you know and when chaos does occur recently i found myself in paris france oh and Delta Airlines did not get my baggage to Paris, France in time, which meant I got to visit the big and tall stores of Paris, France <laughs> on Delta's dime. What a joy. Wow. They give you, you money? Know, I, yeah. Wow. I have okay. to say something. I have to say something. Like, Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. You know, you know, I'm a Delta girl through and through and like will die, will live my life as a Delta girl and will die my death a Delta girl. But Delta is dropping the ball lately. Like, they're fucking up. Like, they're not doing good. And, like, they're going to lose me as a friend. It's crazy. Because I have self-respect. And as of three days ago, ago, I have self-respect. And you you can't just treat me however you want. (laughs) Work from home took its toll on everyone. Okay? Yeah. And we really say that comedy has been as funny on television for the past three years as it was when we were, you know, just Jews in a room working for 16 hours a day. Well, I have to say, I've only been writing TV for the last three years, so I would hope that it's been it's better than ever. <laughs> and I would hope this is a golden age. Ever since this, is... this new young voice came onto the scene, TV has been... I literally started writing TV in summer of 2020. <laughs> um, but you were on the you were on the, the entrance ramp to the highway for a while. I was definitely like people who did write for a TV were copying me, so I think my voice was definitely reflected. <laughs> my voice was definitely being reflected on the small screen. Um, there was a small slab fight on the thing that used to be Twitter, like yesterday or the day before with Ashley uh, Ray and this girl who it was. The funny thing is, is that she kept saying, I'm a screenwriter because she had worked on one show 10 years ago. And Wait, Ashley not, Ray or the other girl? The other girl. The okay. other girl had worked on one of those like. FX men on motorcycles shows and she kept saying I'm a screenwriter oh and I thought God. it was very funny oh well as God. someone who's never written for television but when I tell people that they go oh really and they're kind of surprised which is kind of all I need <laughs> Catherine um, I cannot I cannot emphasize this enough as your elder to say to you anytime anyone attributes a credit to you you say thank you yeah like, never tell anyone you didn't do anything <laughs> like yeah just let your mythos grow. Okay, that's a good advice. That is good. Um, wait, what was I gonna say? You know, guy, you're making history as the third ever hacks writer besides me to enter the chat on the podcast. So Ariel Carlin was last week, right? Ariel Carlin was last it week. Was but actually, you have to understand. We're this will come up. out. We're back. Uh, this will come out in like we're this will come out in like October. This, okay. this will come out in like October. Do you think the strike will be over in October when this comes out? Um, no. <laughs> really? I, I think we're, lo- we're lucky we if it's by again? end of year. 
Uh, like Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen came down like at the beginning yes. of the strike. Oh, I'm not allowed to be frivolous. My, that my computer what? said yes. I'm not allowed to be frivolous. You know when your computer comes to life and like thinks you're talking to it. Anyways, was what did Seth Rogen say? Was your computer mad that I was name dropping? <laughs> angry. It started saying. It said, "Guy, as 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 one of your elders, please don't name drop." <laughs> <laughs> um. Wait. What, what did Seth what did Rogen Seth, say? What did Seth Rogen my, say about my at career? the beginning of the strike? He was a hard like. It will be October. I think around October maybe it will come, but I I also have a fear that they'll just be like, you know, we've gone this far. Let's yeah. Wait. I um I was full like Vanessa Hudgens like I think July sounds like a bunch of bullshit like <laughs> <laughs> um what was I gonna say wait okay. so you, I, I want to get back to you check a bag oh I like because I've, you trust you just trust I've, well and also I don't want that in my hands I uh-huh. want this to be somebody else's problem so I can have a nice experience uh I would say I'm bad at packing like uh, I'm good at doing it quickly but I always take too many things um, Can I share with yeah. you the great the great irony of my life? Yes. The bag that I check isn't the one that's annoying to carry. The one that's annoying to carry is my big ass leather tote with all my devices in it. Totally. Oh. What do you well, think about I, that? Well, you can't give away your big ass leather tote with all of your devices in it. You need to have your devices. They don't let yeah. you put your devices in your in your check on in your check. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm flying. I'm flying. Mean. I'm flying like not first to Cali, and sometimes oh I like to treat myself. Are you but okay? I, like, well, sometimes I do like to treat myself to first, but I was like, it's a first. strike. Like, you know, so we're working again. Like, I really. Should. I'm also concerned about you know, Gaia. Do you know I'm moving to LA in six days? Oh no, I didn't know that. That's very exciting. Yeah, but I'm kind of scared that like with the strike of it all, like you know, I obviously don't have recent recent paychecks, so I'm kind of concerned that they're going to be like, you can't have an apartment, but I ha- but. I mean, LA LA is pretty good at understanding that people have different approaches to income. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, like, I I don't see that as being a a huge problem. But I think it's important that you're moving here during a strike because living in Los Angeles and not having anything to do all day long is a very important part of being in Los Angeles. Like, (laughs) it is the experience. I need to start a new chapter. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yes. You have to you have to help me start it. Um, the rest is still unwritten. You're a woman. I'm staring at the blind. Not all over again. Me. That's a, yeah. To a very niche uh, gay uh, icon performer who pretty much was just a hostess at the Ace Hotel in Palm Springs. But wait, whom? There was this lady who had been a replacement. She had been a replacement funny girl for Streisand and dated Elliot Gould at some point in time around then who just ended up as Linda something or other and she ended up as the hostess at the restaurant at um the Ace Palm Springs but she had a record uh that was like in a bunch of the rooms uh and her signature song was I'm a woman starting out all over again oh Oh, interesting I feel like that is gonna be me yeah it's all of us it's all when, of us when things go soft that, that is all that's all of us every day True. <laughs> every day we wake up and we're a woman starting all over again <laughs> you um, know i saw a tiktok amazing sentence that was like what yeah. if what if every time you open your eyes it was like you're seeing something for the first time and i was like that would be crazy like, <laughs> well you know i have been trying a new strategy that i invented um as i've been haunted by my past and future that i <laughs> Um, as I've been trying to connect with the present moment, I keep being like haunted by the past when I'm, um, 
alone on like the train or like something. So I keep doing this thing where I pretend that I am like a new a new sentience, like a new being that was just dropped into this body. And like <laughs> any experiences this body has, like I I know nothing of them. And I'm like, and I'm like being filled in, but I have no emotional attachment to them. Do you know what I mean? And I'm one like of my favorite things, one of my favorite things is when like socially savvy adult gay men use the tools that they learned as um rejected <laughs> eight-year-olds to process this world <laughs> totally totally well you know i'm working with a new therapist and she's she's really into talking about my original wound that feeling when uh, what i call my pussy let's get down to business because i'm dying to know guy on this pod we just asked one question which is who were you who are you and who do you want to be let's go okay. take us take us to the very beginning please okay um who I was um, was uh, like a, a, like a thing in the corner, like a thing in the corner. Watching you kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Oh, uh, what do you mean uh, the thing the, in the corner? I would like to step back just for a moment to your original wounds, Catherine. Uh, have I realize that this is coming out months from now? But have you seen the Barbie picture yet? I have not. I saw that. it this weekend. Okay. I would just like to say if either of you want to text me your feelings after having seen it or now, Pat. Yeah, uh, I'll say something now. And I and I hope I don't right, get Did you love it, Guy? Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Okay, I threaded this yesterday and I don't want anyone to be mad at me, but there were parts of it I really liked. I thought it was a bit of a nothing burger. That's my official review. Oh, I, wow. thought it was, I thought it was kind of a nothing burger. No. All I want is to have feminism processed in front of me i want everyone to get to <laughs> me process too. their feminism in but front of do you me. do you know what it was giving a little bit it was giving a little bit um promising young woman where i was like oh it can't just be pedantic monologues like it has to be like no it felt a little bit like i was being talked at for a lot and like which there, there i a- you know i love like Women. Everything. Women. But I'm just like, <laughs> Everything. And, but can I, or can we have a little bit of fun while we do it is my question. Okay. And like, that, that's and I didn't sing to me. I thought that it, like, it was full of play. It was full of play, but in a way that I was kind of like, maybe it was also like my, I don't like musicals because I don't like when reality is in this. Like, I was kind of like, well, this doesn't like necessarily make sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was a little fast and loose for me. And um, there were moments, and I think like, I love Greta so much and I love how she can like really sometimes tug at certain existential worries I have. And she did that a couple of times, but sometimes it they felt like misses or it was uh, just like a, a lot of monologue buckets Greta, that I kind of was she, like Is she your close personal friend? Is she? Because she's in this phone. She's that this is phone. huge. Has That's not huge. responded to a text in like 12 years, but is in that phone. I'm an uh, I'm an enormous fan. Ladybird is like Lady Bird to me is like one of the best movies of all times. And Francis Ha. And what like, about Francis Ha? That defined me. Defined a yeah. generation. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it depend it defined a generation of people like us. But I I just feel like I don't I of course like Barbie movie. My hopes were very high. I felt a little bit um I'm also in like any movie I see right now, I'm gonna see through a lens of being depressed. So like whatever. But um but it did, I think, get me a little bit out of my depression. Like, I've been tracking my macros religiously in a way that's, like, probably bad. And I, like, had butterfingers during it. And, like, <laughs> that was really fun to, like, set myself free from my cage a little bit. And um, uh, what's your protein goal for the day? Well, I'm going to sound like this isn't going to sound good. I generally, like, try. So here's the deal. It's like I generally try to have, like, 
somewhere between 35 and 40% protein mm. and about like about 35 and 40% carbs. And then I try to keep it around 25% fat. I think that works He's out. Working I don't know what, and... He's working the zone. What does that and, mean? I don't know what here, that here's the deal. Like if I'm to eat, say, let's say 2,200 calories and I want it to be 35% protein, that has to be like 220 grams of protein, which is, you know, if you go by the gram per pound of body weight, it's like so much too much for me. So when I get to LA and back to my gym that I like, that I like, they can tell me, I'm going to be like, how much I'll be like, I I don't think I should be eating more protein. I do think I should be eating more calories. What, how should I structure it? And I'm going to ask them. And I also want to like, I also like have been pretty like strict about tracking my macros for a couple of weeks. And now I'm like, I could be more loose with it and just generally know the rules. But I mean, if I have a hundred and like 60 grams of protein, I'm kind of fine. I think but I have been eating more than that only because I want to get my calories higher. And if I don't get my, if I don't do it in protein, it will mean eating a lot of carbs or a lot of fat, which is fine. But I'm just like, what is best for my goals? Do you know what I mean? Catherine, I am pivoting on my definition of who I was, who I am and who I will be. Okay. I, during Pat's, um protein monologue i shifted it to i was an observer i am now uh, a striver and i aspire to be um like lover is trite and passe appreciator something like that Mm. but then i completely shifted that to pragmatics of who i was um fat little sad boy in uh an almond orchard now who am i i'm i am a devotee of Thomas DeLauer, a YouTube man who tells you what you should do with your life and how much you should eat and everything like that. And you'll be fixed and hot like him if you do what he says. Who well, is that's that? in the future. I don't know who I'll be. But I just, Pat, your journey with protein really yeah. made me want to proselytize. Yeah. You should be watching Thomas DeLauer videos oh my God. so that you understand why you should be eating macadamia nuts instead of almonds. Yeah, interesting. I, I have so many questions. Like, First of all, where was the almond orchard? Rural Northern California, an hour north, okay. north of Sacramento. How did Jews get there? It's a funny question, Catherine Cohen. Um, they came to Arkansas before the Civil War, and then they were bad at selling things, and then the Dust Bowl happened. So um, they grapes of raft, which is not a thing a lot of Jews did, though it is part of the rich tradition of there being pestilence and us fleeing. Of course. You beautifully said. What, what were you like in high school? And I didn't know almonds grew in orchards. <laughs> well, two, two questions. What were you like in high school? And two, I didn't know two, almonds. Two grew things in can be true. Two things can be true. <laughs> um, um, yes, like I was just singularly focused on doing as well in school as I could so that I could get out of there. A hundred percent same. My little hometown, no one went to college or anything. And so I was just like, I was like, I had through like, through like, organizations where you like go to other schools and compete against other students i was like i have to figure out what they know that we Mm, don't know because if i play this game wrong i'm gonna end up working construction or like being the head of the ditch diggers oh and then you're gonna be like the gay gay construction worker from sopranos giving (laughs) um no i I have a question i have a question i have a question which is actually i have a question which is i have a question too i didn't know almonds grew in <laughs> I have a question that's actually a sentence. I know you have one sibling at least because you have a niece that you're close with. Yes. Do you what have a great siblings? question? <laughs> um, I, have, I have one sister 
and she's batshit. She's like, <laughs> she's good Parker, like Parker Posey at her best. Oh. I can't watch like, because like Parker, po- Parker Posey on Lost in Space. I couldn't watch because I was like, well, that isn't, that is what I've been fleeing from wow. my entire life. Is she but, older uh, or younger? Yeah, uh, she's five years older okay. and we haven't heard from her in five years. And oh, so, no. that, well, the thing is, that she's so still you haven't like, heard from her since she was your exact age. Exactly. Don't, <laughs> whoa. I mean, don't put it that way, Pat. That's aggressive. That's really aggressive. <laughs> um, but my niece is doing great and I hope that my sister is finding peace. Is your well, niece in North Carolina? I'm sure she's listening to this. So let's just set, set, yeah. send out a message and say, we send you love and light. Yes, we send you love and light. Um, did you want to be a comedian? When did you want to be a comedian? Um, I didn't think I was allowed to be a comedian. I wanted to be something like respectable. Well, you're not. Well, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) I got one thing right, dude. (laughs) Um, I, uh, I went to, I'm like, I went to law school, not because I wanted to, but because. Wow. I just. Wait, I forget that about you. You fully went to law school. Yes. Uh, but then I came out of the closet, got real depressed. Oh, mm-hmm. that happened I mean, to me just, too. You like when you're when you're around people who are like really focused on what they want to do. It's interesting, like people who start comedy here. I'm I'm always wondering, like, do they ever experience that kind of? Because people here are focused in a way. When I started in San Francisco, people were not focused, and I feel like in New York, you feel like. People are doing comedy because they want to, where in LA you can get that feeling. Yes. Like, oh no, they know what's going on. Oh, I hate that feeling. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't, I, I don't it's think so I would. It's really... so crazy. The phrases, when people started using phrases to me that I was like, I've never heard of that. I don't know what you're talking about, but I obviously should know that and I'm behind yeah. and blah, blah, blah. One time someone said a sentence to me that, that was, that the sentence went, I try to always be working on two or three pilots at one time. And I said, that's, that's so amazing. Crazy. I said, that's amazing. I said, that's amazing that you do that. You should say that's a really stupid way, use of your time then. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's lovely to have been here long enough that you realize those people who really do have the grind in them. Like yeah. some of them, you know, 10% of them, it may come together, but most of them are just false. Okay. Like most of them that's are comforting. just putting on a little show. But law school was full of people who like, were they were headed towards like this was also law school in the midwest so it was like people who were headed towards heterosexual responsibility mm. um like i'm going to have a career and children and then one title. day be the state attorney general yeah um, and so i came back to san francisco and was just like i want frivolity and stand up gave me that and you were oh. gay at this point in time I was gay and it was very nice to like come out in law school and feel like, oh, I don't know how to be gay here. And then a year and a half later, be in San Francisco on stage being like, I'm a professional gay. I yeah. yeah. That was literally me at UCB. Yeah. You at law school was literally me at UCB. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was your law school in a way. Yeah, you, you was my law school. I, I remember one time, there. I remember one time someone who will not be named on this podcast told me that they were kind of building like a grad school of improv for themselves. Can you say it and we believe it? You don't know them. I'll just I'm kind of build it. I'm, yeah, it's so interesting. You know, it's I actually like, had the most. Uh, I had the most. Um, I had the most moment last night. I had a moment. The most. Like the, the most, most moment, moment is really beautiful. You know, I got my start in improv, and like so much of my early years in New York, where I've been for like eleven years, like was just so so like focused on improv and like in like trying to figure out how to break into comedy through that, and like 
I do have so many memories I don't think about that much of like being that person and like I happened to do an improv show last night it's my last mm-hmm. week in New York and I of course wanted to bail but I was like I'm going to do it because I think that would be so fun to do an improv show my last week here and like bookend the whole thing and um it was in Brooklyn and so I I was at Catherine's and I got on the L train and you don't see this very much but I was sitting across on the L train from this group of four people and like it was like one girl and three boys and one of the boys was gay and they were all wearing cargo shorts and they and like the straight ones had had like sling cross body bags and they had the haircut and I was like those are improvisers but that doesn't exist anymore so like <laughs> whatever but then they were talking they're like yeah and I really liked that move that uh that Ashley made like that was an interesting move wow. and I was like oh my god they're talking about improv and then one of them was like and how was like the how was the crowd at like bingo bongo night and the mm-hmm. guy was like, it was pretty good. It was like, there was like 12 people. This is an exact quote. There was like 12 people in the audience, which I think is good for a Monday. And like, and I just <laughs> I was, was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, that was me. Like those girls were me. It was an episode of girls and that like, I was like, those girls were me. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a moment because I was on my way to this impression. It was so random. And was it fun? We, your show? We had a lot of fun. It was, we will turn you gay. It was Aaron, Josh, um, Luke Gonzalez, Brian Foss and Jeff Hiller. And uh, we, yeah, we were like on a plane and everyone's a lesbian except for me, who was a straight girl. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was really fun. It was like not a crowd. It was like kind of embarrassing, but it was fun. Like it was, I enjoyed it actually. Beautiful. Um, You should have seen the venue is what I'll say. Okay. There, well, there's just a, such a specific type of venue where it's like, okay, where did this come from? It looks like it was put like a billion dollars into where it looks almost like a set piece from like Saved by the Bell because it's so like almost like UCB Hell's Kitchen culture where everything's mm. so polished and there's like neon lights, but also like no one's there. And it's like, this will be out of business in one year. And there's like such a creepy energy. I know. Really placed around. tables. It's so interesting, but it was like that kind of venue. But, anyways, okay. in any case, I'm trying to say in any case more. In any case, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I think it's so. Guy, you're in San Francisco. You're doing stand up. You've come out. Do you fall in love? Do you take a lover? What happens next? I do not take a lover. I well, it was the weird thing of like, for the last two years of law school, I did nothing but go on coffee dates, and then I came (laughs) and I stand up was my life, and so it was just like, it was just hookups and Mm -hmm. like let's like early two thousand San Francisco hookups. Like early two thousands, like uh, sorry, did my audio get weird? No, no. no. Early two thousand, oh, my ear itched. Honestly, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was early two thousands. Like uh, I, I, I tried to work out a joke about it recently because I got so paranoid during the pandemic about having somebody come over for a hookup and like open all the windows and like there was one time when I think I wore a mask until I started blowing him, but like uh-huh. truly, like I could like. Walk, walk into somebody's house, watch them finish smoking meth. They have sores all over yeah. their face and want to fuck in a briar patch. And I'm just like, sure. Oh um, but I got really yeah. good at, um, you know, just like going and doing some sets and then going to a club um, uh, afterwards and like, you know, meeting somebody and having fun. Um, but I didn't like, it was not the focus of my life. There, it was Possibly the like three years in my life where there was no sense of, you know, a boyfriend might be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Someone recently asked me, where was someone was asking, like, oh, well, when you were single, like, where would you go out? What would you do? And I didn't know how to say, it. I was like, I would just go to 
like comedy shows and then stay at the dive bar so long until I was so drunk and like kissing someone. I was like, that is, yeah, that's my youth. This is my youth. Yeah. I've well, never been to a is, club. But there is the dynamic of gay guys don't like, I think it's so funny that in LA, like no gays like stand ups ever end up in relationships with each other at all. And then like the lesbians here are in like five couples mm. that shift shape. Every I know. Of I, I have noticed that. I have noticed that. Why is that? Why don't the gay guys comedians hook up with each other? Well, I think we have a, sh- a stronger sense of don't shit where you sleep. I think we have a stronger taste for like the magic of the other. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah. I was when I was starting out, it was there weren't that many gay comics when I was starting out nationally. But San Francisco had like kind of a cool little scene. So there, there sort of were some people, but you were just like. Mm, I don't I don't want to mess around with them because then I'm gonna have to see them again right yeah what is your what what is this you know I'm going I'm performing in San Francisco again in September yes. I hope this comes out before then so we buy tickets what was the scene like oh I mean it was like a really cool good fun scene where you like both had to perform to smart audiences and you had to go to two clubs every week where I feel like that is a magical combination that not everybody gets. Like, you know, I love LA comics and I love LA comedy, but you just don't come up with like a sense of responsibility to a club of like, I must have this many jokes um, in that period of time. And there was a way that it was just like, you know, it was 2002. Like the idea was that success happened for straight boys and hoodies. And you get to have fun but you're never going to be successful like your oh, friends are. Now look at you. Now look at you. <laughs> now look at you on the biggest podcast in America. Um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Do you think I'm funny in the hex room? Be honest. Oh, you like the extent to which you just channel perfectly formed statements for Kayla. Meg Stalter's no. character oh, is a no. is a beautiful thing to watch. Like there are so many things. Like and what about the other characters? <laughs> no. Look, you are you are a very capable writer, and I have been very impressed by your work. But also, and you you're, have to say like, that. And you're so funny. You're so <laughs> funny. No, but I like loving people. It's where I'm going. Aww. It's where I'm going. Um, I want to like loving people. I but, love hating people. But you did. You truly know that there are a couple of lines of yours that like built episodes like oh my gosh no my favorite line of mine got cut and the whole scene got cut the one about g the one about g oh no i'm just thinking about the one about spider-man that wasn't mine no it was that wasn't mine that was like no that was you no, that wasn't me. I remember hearing. It. I think that was like Jen boys, or yeah, play anyways, nice, anyways. play nice. <laughs> um, I know that wasn't me because I remember thinking it was really funny, but I don't think I did it. But anyways, anyways, I'm sorry. I don't know why I asked. Now I feel stupid. But also, I, I want to say, I want to say it's it's excessively like it's per, it's participating in the genius myth of Oppenheimer for you to be talking about your solo contributions in a writer's room. One thousand percent. Fundamentally, a collective activity. Like trying to think about authorship in those terms is really it's rooted in capitalism. Pat, yeah, but you, I want but, you to excise yeah, but that. I, I know and I do do love, the work, Pat. I do love the collaborative nature of a writer's room, especially the hacks writer's room. Yes. But you do, I mean, you do have to in some way think about your contributions because like I don't know. You have to measure your own value in some way, I think, without getting competitive, don't you think? Absolutely. I w- yes, but I would again like to speak to you guys as a younger generation 
of uh, queer and uh, female comics, which is um, which ones? Which ones? Which ones? Exactly. Not queer. Not queer. Not queer. Nose goes. Nose goes. If Billy on the street, if Billy on the street had lasted two more years, both of you would have been roped into that goddamn room. Like you, you would have I not had Billy a choice the, about it. Billy on the street. But like Billy on the street really taught me: your job isn't to get things on the air. Your job is to make them feel make him feel comfortable enough to do what he needs to do. Mm, yeah. And like, I think that that isn't the same in like a scripted writer's room like we're doing, but it is related. Like, yes, getting stuff on the air is good, but it's what we're doing is helping Paul and Lucia and Jen do what they see. Yeah. I make them, so, and I just, every day I go and I'm like, I want to make them comfortable. I'm always. Comfortable. <laughs> um, okay. What else? So you're, well, so I, what's going on with this YouTube person you're talking about? I'm, oh. I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Thomas, I forget it how, down. I forget how I came upon his videos, but he's real hot until you see him standing next to somebody else. And then you realize it's much shorter than you want him to be. Okay. And I've just, as you know, like, there's the whole thing of, like, I'm a fat person and we're at a point in time when you're supposed, when you, like, we are supposed to be okay with being fat. And I am, and I love it, but I also want to not ignore my health because people, like, I do not think that being fat is inherently unhealthy or the result of lack of health. But also I think that there is a way where it can be easier to just ignore your body and distance yourself conceptually from your mm. body um, because there's so much tension around it. And I want yeah. to love myself in yes. all ways possible. Me too. That's my goal for my late thirties: is to love myself no matter what. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens. My, th- well, my new ther- we'll see what happens. My new therapist wears a scrunchie, so <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the most powerful women on planet Earth are wearing scrunchies right now. Totally. Really? Yeah. <laughs> some, I actually don't know. There's a clip, but there's a know, clip. Right? That's the... I mean, they don't they don't have time for too much hair in the face. A little bit, some cute tendrils coming down from the you know exactly. from, from their temples. Yes. But all of the hair, no, they have business to take care of. I can never understand women. I see women. This is this is crazy. And I, you know, I, you know, I love everything. To quote Pat, I see women <laughs> at the gym with their hair down on the treadmill. Can you imagine? Yeah, there's been a couple like can you imagine? there was, and, and girl. also the girl, the girls with the over ear headphones with hair down, like lifting huge weights. I'm like, that's so oh, so chic. There is this. There was this girl that ran for Cornell that had like she always raced with her hair down, and I was like, that would be. So annoying if I was racing. My my biggest dream has always been to be like a really fast cross country girl that had like a ponytail. So, <laughs> there's still time. There's still time. It'll never happen. Okay, so this, is it, sorry. Okay, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm just curious about how this Thomas person has taught you to love yourself. Um, like I think it was more than anything, just like issues around food are so hard because you I can know. get you can fight yeah. yourself into a corner about anything i struggle so much it's driving me crazy i struggle um, too i'm in this place where it's like i feel insane because it's like that book proposal came out and it said i'm like writing about disordered eating but i also don't feel like i'm in an amazing healthful place right now necessarily in terms of how i'm thinking about food but i also think i'm better than i used to be but i also like athletically have goals and like it's just also gets so muddled and i'm like you have to have compassion for yourself oprah fucked with us oprah convinced us that you're also mm-hmm. always supposed to be talking from a place of i'm fixed oh yeah I, I feel like that is fundamentally false and it's it's so hard around stuff like that because everyone does talk from a place of like i know what's going on and one of the <laughs> things i enjoy about thomas is like 
There is a gentle inconsistency to his videos across the years about what Mm. he's telling me to do. And it makes me accept that this is just witchcraft. Uh, Yeah. But I was just, I started out from a place of I'm enormous and I getting enough protein is a great way of being kind to myself and stopping me from being like randomly hungry. And it started from a place like that. And then I just started you know, like we all went to that place during the pandemic. This and this was a little bit after the pandemic of just like watch like slide into a weird corner of the of YouTube and just like consume too much. And so yeah, I just listened to too many things and then I was like, you know, let's you know let's play with that eating window. Let's mm-hmm. try some 36 yeah. hour fasts. And none of these things 36 going- hour fasts. Yes, that's the it's the best time. It's the best Damn. amount of time for fasting. But the thing is, is like fundamentally at the end of the day, I'm a fat person and I'm still going to be a fat person. None of these things are going to like excise or make that difference. This is just me trying to be as like c- trying to come at it from a perspective of being kind to myself. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I also like, you know, during this strike, it's like all we have is there's so much time to ruminate and to like it's hard it is hard and i'm like enjoying getting stronger and like trying to use food as like fuel i i, I feel like i generally get to my best place with with it when i can like when i can have like athletic goals that are like fun to pursue and not stressful and like and then look at f- food as like fuel to do that is like always when i end up or also get caught in this thing of like well I get I get trouble navigating what to eat when I'm just living and like how much like I have to think of it in terms of like well I want my body to be able to do this cool thing later so I better like I better make sure it has what it needs or whatever do you know what I mean yeah but we'll see won't we love it's um, exhausting it's exhausting and then I fam- what I was saying famously when you're talking about the pandemic getting really into like YouTube like We've talked about this before, but I got really into animal attack videos. And um, again, like I haven't watched them in a while, so there might be new ones out. Like if anyone has good, there was a big um animal attack video going around of like a sea lion attacking its owner, anything like that. Definitely send my way, of course. Um, I got I got pulled into uh Orthodox Jewish women vloggers. Um, wow. You usually a lot of Shabbat prep, a lot of Shabbat. Oh, I love prep. a good Shabbat. I love a good Shabbat. <laughs> Oh, we good Shabbat. I um okay. Wait, what were you gonna say, Catherine? No, I was just curious. Unpacking who guy is now. Are you dating yeah. anyone? What's happening? You're out and about. You're traveling. You're touring. Um, I'm not dating anyone. I've only had like two things that would really count as relationships. That's a lot uh, for this podcast. We always ask. That's a lot. Yeah, it's and a lot. I am I am going to see this weekend the Ooh. the most the most recent person has been on sort of like uh, a restructuring his life journey. And so I'm going yeah. to, to like Interesting. check in with him. Is he someone who is a, who is afar or near? He is in <laughs> uh, he is in New Jersey. So That's afar. That's afar. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what are, your, what are your favorite cities to perform in? Besides and, besides the, the, the New York, the LA. Oh, I mean, I always love going to like, San Francisco in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also really like um, uh, going like Vancouver is really fun because I can do all of my like fun little niche Canadian things for them. Um, but also they aren't as uptight as the people of Toronto. 
So uh, I think it, I'm about it is to go to Toronto. I mean, Toronto's really fun, but Vancouver's more fun. Okay. I went to Toronto last year because we were supposed to seek treatment live, but then Heather couldn't, and I just was in Toronto. No, I have no memory. Sorry. <laughs> hey, sorry. <laughs> I have, no um, of, I have no memory of that. Oh, I wore this shirt that, like, I'll never wear again in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Can I borrow it for my dates? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just wore a shirt that I'll never wear again. I wore it again. In I want to say this about Toronto if you live there. One of my show days is selling actually kind of good. The other one, no one even knows it exists. No one's clicked the link. Definitely dive into that second link if you're listening and you live in Toronto. Thank you. Um, I wore my shirt that I would never wear again in Toronto. That I will never wear again in Toronto. That was when was Toronto? Was it before or after? Like it was September. Okay, yeah. So then I had worn it previously in Dublin, and in Dublin, um, a lot of people kept like a lot of like straight sure. Dublin guys on the street kept being like, "I fucking love that shirt." <laughs> <laughs> the stripe was it the colored striped one? It wasn't the colored stripe one, which I don't know that I'll ever wear hmm. that one again. Like that okay. kind of that came kind in of my. Fun. Well, it was very. Fun. It was just very last summer, like, and then that. No, it's that shirt that's like I got it from Scotch and I think they both came from Scotch and Soda, so they were both like inextricably tied. But they, um, <laughs> they that one. Remember, it was like a knit like polo that was like white and blue stripes. Yeah, yeah. and it kind of and the thing yeah. about it was like it kind of wore me. And then now it's just like too big at the end of the day, and like so I'm gonna throw it out when I move exciting well give it away yeah give it away yeah i'll give it away i mean it's very liberating to let go of these things Marie Kondo. i'm Do gonna be letting know? go of a lot for this i say thank you sometimes when i throw away like a really beautiful piece of trash like if something comes in a nice box i'm like thank you for being here i love you yeah i'm trying to be more grateful and enjoy my life sue uh-huh. me sue me what can you do me i love ya you have to give yourself pleasure. The universe isn't going to go out of its way to give you pleasure. I know. I'm learning that. I'm learning that these days. I th- I used to be so um, optimistic. And while I am not as much anymore, I still want to be able to, like, believe in things. Yeah. It's a tricky balance once you've seen things. I don't know what I want. I, I'm going to really learn who I am, I think, for the rest of the summer. <laughs> What is your path to doing that? How are you going to achieve learning who you are? Um, a couple, a couple ways. I'm going to, well, I'm doing um, a lot of work right now in my recovery program in a way that I haven't like since my very early sobriety. And it's like, it's just so interesting because when you do it in the beginning, you're still kind of in this fog. And so much of it is about like your relationship specifically with drugs and alcohol. And like, it's obviously still kind of about that, but now it's all like, just tools to look at yourself and to take inventory of like what is serving you and what is not and like what behaviors can you change or like how can why are you unable to accept certain parts of reality and like anyways I'm I'm really like doing that to the best of my ability right now and then um and then I'm starting therapy and I like I really was in a place of pain and I like reached out to a few different therapists because I wanted to get one and then two of them got back so I was I took consultations with both of them and then I had a first session with both of them and I still can't decide. So I'm going to do one more session with each of them and then choose. There's scrunchy and then there's other. There's scrunchy, scrunch, other. There's scrunchy girl and gay guy, the classic two. That mm-hmm. is such an amazing dichotomy. That's the, classic really two, are. the classic two kinds of therapists for someone like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, that, but, but I will say one of them has a, who I really liked, does have a, you know, one of those things where you find something out about the mm. person that's supposed to be a therapist and it. An unknowable fact. And you know that it will make it hard moving forward. I'm going to say guy, it. Tell Guy what it is, and then we can bleep it. 
Um, yeah, it is impossible to get a therapist in LA who does not have a failed entertainment oh, dream. Yeah, we're, we're back in. We're back in with that sentence. We're back in with that sentence. It, yeah. it, it has been really hard for me to mm. have somebody who wasn't going to bring their own issues to the table. Um, my current guy was a development exec. No, um, for MPDP. <laughs> no, no, he was a he was a development exec for daytime. And so there have been a couple of times that I mentioned to people and he was like, oh, yeah, I know her. She's a place of work. Oh, and my God. It is um, kind of funny, but I appreciate him. And the other my, thing yeah. about- my current therapist is the um was the exec who said that they wanted the writers to be homeless. That's my and he moved into therapy and now he's my exec. <laughs> now he's my therapist. Yeah. So what, Beautiful. Were saying, what were you saying, guy? Um oh, oh, so every every Wednesday I do an hour of 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 French and then I do Ooh. an hour of therapy immediately afterwards. But the upside is my therapist speaks fluent French. So okay, chic. How's your how's your French? Um, it's not it's fine. It is only since the pandemic. Um I love that. it is, but over the weekend in Sunnyvale, um, there was I was crowd working and then one of the guys was French, and so I briefly crowd worked him in French. And afterwards he told me my French was good, and that is oh, the wow. only thing I am taking away from the weekend. That's huge. I I, no. I know I know you love a trip across the pond. Yeah. And not to <laughs> hop do. back, not to hop back. Mm-hmm. But I want to hop back for one moment and say, are, how are you feeling going into the trip to a far New Jersey? Do you feel excitement? Right. Do you feel like nervous? Do you feel what? He, he's been he's been in a place for a while, and I have not been asking him a lot of questions about where he is because I just want to be respectful of the fact that he's like taking care of himself. Yeah, and so I'm mostly just excited to know how like better how he's doing he seems he seems everything i've seen is that he's doing really well um and that makes me happy and i'm really trying to place as few other um i want to put as as little weight on this as possible you know yeah totally totally just have fun it's so hard isn't it we be spending some time in the greatest city on earth uh, I will be because the other reason I'm going is uh, my best friend is having her birthday. Oh, so, who's your uh, best friend? Yeah, who's my, your best friend in New York? Uh, my best friend is Rebecca Cohen. She is a cartoonist who lives in uh, Long Island City. Okay, shout out. Uh, uh, her husband is a soccer journalist. That's hot. She is, uh, you know, um, she's once said the only nicknames she ever received were the ice queen and the princess of darkness. So she's not somebody who's good at saying, I need you to be present. And I got a little bit of feeling recently that she needed me to be present. So I was like, I'm coming for your birthday. That's so sweet. In my thirties, I want to be called ice queen princess of darkness. (laughs) I'm the opposite of that. I can't even, I'm like, (laughs) ice queen. I feel like I'm so like silly and affable and like, Wanting people <laughs> totally. to like me, but then like people always like say that I'm like cold and like cold, but I don't think I'm you're cold. Not cold. But you always say people get like, um, you're not, you don't need people to like you the way I do. You're like, it's funny that, but I do think I was thinking about you saying that. I do think that that's a bit of a mythology you have about me because I must need people to like me, but maybe sure. it's, I guess it might be more romantic for me than in friendship circles. Yeah, or I, I feel like I like overanalyze every every interaction I have with any kind of person I meet in any kind of capacity and you're just like I don't care I don't care I don't care guy are you good at letting things go 
Oh, God, no. Uh, (laughs) Though I have to say, as time goes on, there are ways where, like, I I am a hot and wet person in every way. (laughs) And when I have found myself being capable of being cold or like silent on something i'm so proud of myself oh, for for yes. not being the person that i'm so, like supposed to be and then i realized like maybe this isn't serving me like maybe you are being passive aggressive maybe yeah. you are being i know i don't know what oh interesting that's what I'm i recently I, I feel similarly and i recently was was rude to someone who had wronged me and i felt so proud i was like yeah fuck that you don't have to be nice to everyone oh yeah no but Catherine, did you get to did you get to slip a dagger in a nice cold way yeah, I, I did. I mean, that's the best. That's the best. Yeah. The person Wait, was him. guy. When I say the person was trembling in fear, it was pathetic. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm getting into the season of Love Island finally, Catherine. Is is it a good season? I'm kind of enjoying it. I don't know if it's good, but I'm watching it. Yeah. Like, do you like I, Love Island, guy? I've only watched the first episode of uh, the current season. Mm-hmm. I hate them letting the people at home match people. A hundred percent. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, it removes all the fun of the first episode. They truly match people by race. I know. Um, yes, it was crazy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think they're Why so they scared of like, because it makes people uncomfortable and they don't get chosen. They're trying to like make the show too like nice. So everyone feels like safe or whatever, but it's like, it's making the show boring and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And also I feel like people kind of handle it well on that first day if they don't get like a yeah. step forward for or whatever. I, I also just, I don't know what shows up, but I feel like we've run out of hot people in Britain. And yeah, well, it, it, they are think. less hot, which I, which the I. The bombshells are getting hotter though. They just bought. Okay, the fo- good. They just bought in the footballer, and um, which guy? Which guy? The guy who um, he's pretty new. I don't know. I obviously don't know any of their names, but he's a, fo- he's a footballer, and he like is definitely open to like meeting people. And then um, oh, and oh, cool. That's good. That's good. I, I'm at the part where Mitch just out of nowhere said he's open. His door is open to get to know Jess. Mitch needs help and God, yeah, but I wish yeah. him the best. Anyways, guy, who do you want to be? What's your dream of dreams? You said you want to be someone who's enjoying. Yeah, I mean, like my dream of dreams, like I don't, I tend to not think in those terms. Mm. Like I tend to be maybe too sort of like process oriented and just like doing the things that I want to do. And that try seems to be smart. Happy, happy <laughs> with the places that it takes me. But I do think having a long-term dream um having it be more concrete maybe i would be more likely uh to um achieve those things here's my big dream here's my big goal Catherine cohen yeah is in like at the point in time that my niece decides to reproduce if she does i want to be able to access that regularly without having to uh live where she lives sometimes i'm like oh god i should just give up los angeles and go spend as much time with my niece's children oh, that I wasn't uh. able to spend with her. And then it's like, no, I have my own life. She understands yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so well, it's also just, how old is your niece? She's only 21. Uh, okay. It, okay. It, it, I actually thought it, she was younger. It will not be for some time. God Aww. help us. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, and I don't know, like, I want to keep growing. I mean, I, I think the danger as I get older is yeah. there's always that temptation to just settle into an identity. And I think that that temptation is more significant when you are inside the boundaries of like heterosexuality and marriage and, yeah. and children. Yeah. Um, but also we all know older gay guys can turn into cliches of themselves. And totally. I'm also heterosexual only... responsibility, as you said earlier. I'm only able that's, to that's, I'm only able... that's resonating. I'm only inspired to grow when I'm in pain. And that's why when I'm in pain, I can feel gratitude for it. 
That's what pain's do, for. Do you think you yeah. do you think you fetishize or romanticize pain? Uh I can't tell if I do. I can't I don't think so. I, I don't think so either, but I do know that I don't I can't be happy without any pain. Like remember when I wasn't happy without any pain, Catherine? <laughs> oh no, but I think one of like one of my one of my most important lessons in life was like at a time when a really good thing had happened to me, just sort of realizing like even now I am unhappy. Yes. Yeah. Just, a million. Like, acknowledging nobody's happy. Like, and like, Instagram is the best and worst thing that ever happened to us, but it constantly convinces you that everyone else is having uh, a grand old time when everyone is truly unhappy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I have this like myth of my my pre-pandemic self. I'm like, I was thinner then. I was like, I believed in things then. I'm like, I got to get back to that. And it's like, well, I, I can't go back to that. And also, yeah. as my boyfriend reminds me, he's like, you were still annoyed about all the same things back then. Yes. But it yeah. feels... Yeah, it's all it's all a fantasy. Well, and but there's also the thing of like your brain is going to waste time in one way or another, and that right. is the way that it is wasting time now. But I think being too attached to this idea of like I w- I was better than or just sort of like uh, Oprah tells us that regret is the misapprehension that the past could have been other than what it was. Oh, very good. I really, you know, you have been making your best possible choices in the moment. And I get so mad at myself for the ways that I... Oh, that's so helpful. Wait, that was so helpful what you just said. Yes. And like the pandemic was such a weird time. And it's like, Mm. oh, I should have been doing this. I should have been doing this. And it was like, no, you also had to take care of yourself. Yeah. I know we're all barely I'm like we all barely survived and everyone's just yeah. like boopy doopy doopy but um no life is good and beautiful and we're lucky to be here at the end of the day yeah. love. at the end of the day love I know. let me ask you guys this do you have a crush of the week it got so dark in my house I think it's gonna rain um my I have two fold crush of the week one is Joanne this one from my gym who always has a warm smile a pointer on deadlifts and um a helpful little piece of life advice and my second crush of the week is um, Alicia Monson, who ran fourteen nineteen um, for five thousand meters in um, in London on Sunday, breaking the previous American record by four full seconds. And um, it's a really mind boggling time for an American to run, and it was really crazy to watch. Do sprinters have no- what is the distance when you stop caring? Um, well, I get like. Like, I'm very invested in, like, for instance, to Carrie Richardson. Like, I get very into certain sprinters and, like, but I, the events that I competed in are obviously more um, interesting to me because I just understand them better. Uh, and also, I do feel like, you know, Alicia Monson's, you know, her previous PR was, like, 1434, which at the time was really good. And, like, I don't know, in sprinting, you're not you're not taking 14 seconds off your time over the course of two years. And so like mm-hmm. you don't get to follow that journey. Whereas like, so, and I'm sure there's like other things that are fun about sprinting that I don't understand because I don't have the experience, but like sprinting, it does kind of seem like, it does kind of seem like you just, this is how good you are. And then like, yeah. that's how good you are for your career. And if no one else comes along, that's better than you win. But Jacari mm-hmm. has been a really interesting story because she, like she was the one who like had an, had a lights out Olympic trials, has this like really fun personality and then was busted for weed and they didn't let her run in the olympics because like she had done weed and and then like then she was but she like she like she just is really funny and had like such a um like she was just very opinion of it opinionated about it and then like came back and had like 
honestly a really bad season but after every race was just like talking so much shit i was like fuck everyone like, this is so stupid like i'm the best in the world and meanwhile she just got like dead last and then now this year she's running better than like ever and so like that's a really fun story to follow like i connect a lot with personalities i guess and so it's interesting when you could see somebody like having ups and downs and like root for them and uh, sprinting for some reason doesn't afford me as much of that as distance does but i guess the short answer is like 800 meters and up i generally care about <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, what's your guys' question of the week? Do you have one guy? Yes. So I go to a terrible gym. I go to a, a poor gym on La Brea called Hollywood Boxing Gym. And everyone there is a capital C character. Um, <laughs> like it is technically in West Hollywood, I think. So there are like still gay guys there, but they are gay guys who fled uh, like Russia and are now, you know, fighting out their pain. But there was a man with just very, very large hair this morning. And he is my crush of the week. Very amazing. large hair. Interesting. Yes. Up, I mean, he, like it was, up he, or down he, or all around? I mean, it was it was of Sideshow Bob proportions. No. Right. Side, not, yes. not Sideshow Bob. Yes. Um, interesting. Um, and he was hot to you? Yes, he was hot. Haven't seen him before. Wonder if we'll see him again. We hope um, so. But it was it was really exciting. And Catherine, who's your my, crush of that? I don't know. I've never seen the program Suits, but I just op- before this, I opened my Netflix and there was like a picture of the show, the show Suits, and I was like, that is a really hot guy. And he has a special something. Sometimes a man will have something special about his face where it immediately makes me like so turned on. So I need to I need to find out which guy it is. So you guys know what I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, uh-huh. I would like. To- I would like to make a couple of points about the television program Suits. Go ahead. I think, that, I think that we all, it is incumbent upon all of us to watch that show now. It's become a major part of just sort of the cultural lexicon because mm. of um, the, the Duchess. Ms. Markle. Yes. Um, but also, like, I just can't stand the talking point that Meghan Markle couldn't properly kiss the ass of the Queen. Meghan Markle was ninth on the call sheet for suits. <laughs> Meghan Markle. I'm dying. To, I'm dying. She yeah. had to make some guy who wrote for like suddenly Susan feel good about himself <laughs> so that he would keep writing her on the show. She had to kiss the ass of every one of those men who was above her. And like everyone famously loved her on set. And the idea that she couldn't with presented with the queen of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland couldn't play the game uh, is ridiculous to me. I um kind it's of like suits for a little while. Which His one? Name's the, the Gabriel older... Mocked, and he plays he a the... character named Harvey. Yes, that guy's so hot. That guy's so fucking. That hot. face makes me want to lala in the kitchen on the floor. Yeah. Be your best I mean, maid. Yes. Oh yes. my god, look at that face. He you looks look like, like yeah, this guy looks mistake. like you guys, you guys, this guy looks like my next mistake. <laughs> he's married, he's married to Jacinda from the real world London. You That's children insane. insane. No. It's I don't I, mean, I don't believe it. Oh, she's from, so beautiful. Anyone from the real world who has a career, I'm like I know. so proud of them. Yeah, she's it's an like actress. How, um, it's like how Kelly is married to Scott Wolf, Kelly from New Orleans. Oh, really? Good for 1, her. 1,010%. You yeah. look like my next mistake. I've definitely seen this girl in things. This girl, 50-year-old woman. Um, anyways, <laughs> I, that, that, you guys, that guy, I don't care that I'm partnered, um, n- not in this guy's orbit at all. He looks like my next mistake. 
<laughs> All right. Um, do, do you feel you... hot today? Yeah, I actually think I look. Well, I'm sorry. It's gotten pitch black in this room. I have to go get. It turn truly light has. On. I'm so yeah. sorry. I don't want to get up because I'm. I'm so. I'm so connected. But I'm gonna turn on a light. I. I do feel hot though. I do feel hot as well, actually, for whatever as reason. Well. I guess I do like my haircut at the end of the day. Oh, I didn't. I didn't ask for a fade, and they gave me one, so that was their choice. And. I'm and I'm just you know an actor, not the director, but like I'm glad I'm glad with that. That didn't Pat, help at all, did it? We Pat, we need to. It's it's only backlighting you. It's honestly only making it worse. Though it, <laughs> it a little bit feels like a dawn is happening. Pat, we need to discuss your recent your recent run of of gym photos. I know like, I'm so embarrassed of them. No, you shouldn't be. Fine. I'm just here to say. I'm just here to say. Like. You're not a body type that is in any way appealing to me. So Whoa. why do you, why do you why do you keep like the fact that you're posting things where I'm like, damn, Pat, I'm like, he of all people should my having to worry about being inappropriately sexually attracted to my colleagues should totally. be focused in the places mm-hmm. where it is necessary. Wait, you what, know? what body types are you generally? You're a crossover to? hit, Pat. I, um, well, I know well, I get professionally embarrassed, but sometimes it's fun. Like when you do a workout and you're like, oh, like that's fun. Like, look, my arm looks bigger than it used to. Like you do want to post, like, is that embarrassing? Pat, I'm, I'm saying I have not, not offered to pay for the first steroid cycle for some of our colleagues. And I, will I, never, I, I don't want to come I, to that point with you. Okay. I will never do steroids ever, ever, ever. I never would. Do that. It's not interesting to Please me. Don't. I do. I do get. I do get such joy out of just exploring my physical limits. Um, like I, mean, I do get such joy out of it. You're so, a college. You're a college athlete. That is the place go. that you're coming at it from. That's that's my entry point um, to yeah. life. And so, uh, but anyways, it looks like my next mistake. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, um, are you guys mad at me? Are you guys mad at me? No. Okay. Are you mad that it got that it got so dark in here? I'm sorry. I mean, frankly, I wonder what Catherine is hiding. I don't know that it's animosity. (laughs) That's a cute lamp, though. I know. I love her. My little bird lamp. That's very cute. She's just the only one thing in reach. I, I, you know, I'm a lamp only home. Of course, I'm not about to flip on the overhead. You're an L. Yeah, LOH. I, I once asserted to comedian Ophira Eisenberg. I was I was yelling a lot about how LA had better salads, and she said New York has better lighting. And Ooh, I really appreciated that as an assertion. That's a beautiful sentence. I love New York salads. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, okay. Well, guy, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so that's much for a, joining us. Joy. Thank you for having we me. Hope- All right. Guys, I hope everything goes good. Listening. I hope everything goes good in New Jersey. And I hope everything goes good outside of New Jersey to everyone else as well. Love you both. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.